Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, October 23rd, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Ozan, and welcome back to Manager Tools. We've been asked so many times, what about giving feedback to peers, or even my boss? It's a great question, because our feedback model, with that wonderfully necessary and challenging fourth step, just doesn't seem to translate. It takes nothing more than asking yourself how you'd feel about being on the receiving end from a peer to know that it won't have the same effect. Why is that? We cover that, as well as what to do about it, in this cast on how to give feedback to peers and bosses. Yes, bosses are also covered by this method, because it's so non-confrontational. But we don't feel strongly about endorsing it as fully for bosses as we do for peers. Listen in, and you'll learn why and how. So finally, you're going to get us, let us off the hook for this uh, peer feedback thing, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know this this particular cast on peer feedback is taking longer than a lot of folks would have wanted. Um, and we, we always regret it when we can't answer every question as fast as everyone would like. The problem is, is that we get so many questions about so many different topics that we can't release. It just doesn't make sense for us to release 200 casts all at once. Um, so, um, yeah, but, yeah, I think everybody probably ought to know that we've um, we've been talking about this particular thing for months, right? Particularly right. after when we get questions about peer feedback or giving uh, uh, feedback yeah, to bosses. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you know, but I don't know about you, but I, I, I worry about giving it too early. I mean, I think we've, we've purposely waited a while. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing I fear is, you know, people listening to a podcast and giving feedback to their boss for all of all people. And all of a sudden they, they walk away from the pod pack, podcast, get out of their car, run upstairs to their boss and just start yeah. giving them feedback after and, feedback after feedback. And then we get, and then we get sued because they get fired because you said feedback works. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. And, and frankly, there are days when I'm with clients where it just makes me tired hearing how much our organization is struggling, but it's never the manager whom I'm talking to at the time that's the problem. It's never their team. It's always a peer or a boss or someone else. It's always someone else. Go fix them. Let's give them feedback. My team is fine. Well, the fact is organizations don't change. Individuals change, and with enough such changes of individuals, the organization ends up being changed. I, I really think as managers, we have a responsibility to worry about the I, me, my <laughs> first. It's that old saying that when something goes wrong in your organization, look for the cause of the problem in increasingly larger concentric circles around your own desk. Yeah, exactly. And maybe push that down toward your direct suggest rather than up to your boss. I just, I just worried that people would get excited about the feedback model and then go deliver loose cannon style on their bosses. Well, um, I say, we, we, we heard the same thing on one-on-ones, right? Folks got the one-on-ones. They believed in them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's and, right. And the, the, the first questions out of folks' mouths was, okay, how do I get my boss to do it for me? Well, yeah. well <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, <laughs> not so much. Just, as my yeah. daughter Kate would say, not so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah. okay, but but nonetheless, um, we fu- we finally wore you down a bit. 
Yeah, but, but you know, to be fair, I, you didn't wear me down so much as you showed me that you were right. You, you really were. It's not only been long enough, um, but also I think the differences in the model for the, the, the peer or boss feedback remind us of how powerful the original model is. I'm really hoping here that longtime listeners uh, will rededicate themselves to delivering feedback to their directs, using the original model, of course. Um, and, and, and they'll rededicate themselves using the original model as they think about how best to use the peer model. Yeah. Now, it's a good time to point out the fact that we are calling this the peer model, even yes. though it's intended for bosses as well. Right? right. And like we alluded to earlier, giving adjusting feedback to your boss is not... A trivial matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither any time you're influencing up the, influencing up the organization is it trivial. So right. often folks get a hold of a model and then they start applying it to wherever their pain points are. Right. And for a lot of folks, their boss is a pain point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they can. We're calling this thing the peer model. Can you use it for your, this model for your boss? Yes. We would. You know, we'd recommend you do it. Should you do it as often as you want? Probably not. No, right. This would be a case where discretion is the better part of valor, I think. Yeah, and, and I, I've said this before. I know I've said it on the main forum. I'm sure I've said it on the discussion forums as well, Mike. You want to influence your boss, deliver results. Result, results are the Teflon. They're the armor coating. They're the synchronon of professional life. Um, there is no clever way, that old thing about if you can fake sincerity, you've got it made. Well, if you can fake results, your boss will change for you. Um, the problem is you can't fake results. If you keep your head down, deliver results, and, and, and I say keeping your head down, I don't mean eliminate your network, but create a network and, and, and deliver results, um, you'll get people starting to follow you. In fact, as I've said before on the forums, if you want to influence up the organization, deliver such great results that you get promoted. And now you're one level higher and you've just influenced up in the organization. So anyway, uh, well said. I agree with you. Let's let's do it. Uh, let, but, but you know what? I have a suggestion here. Let's flip the cast around a little bit. Um, so many of our thousands of our listeners are already very familiar with the feedback model. Let's start this cast with a stripped down how-to. Then we'll go to important considerations that we want to suggest that people keep in mind. And then we're going to give some examples. Sounds good. Okay. Three parts. The model how-to. Right. If I heard you right here. Some yeah. considerations. And then we'll end up with some examples, which I'd agree are always terribly helpful. Yeah, and then and then, and I think we want to end this thing up with a, a suggestion on how this model can help with the primary feedback model in a kind of a clever way that we haven't yeah. discussed before. Yeah, I, I really um, this was when, when, when I first realized the value of the two of these together, I was kind of surprised. And several several of my coaching clients said, "Wow, it really really helped." Um, um, and, and I think I didn't realize how easy. I thought it was, but how, in fact, how hard it was. And so I think, yeah, we've got, we've got a nice uh, little ending as well. So you gotta, everybody's got to stick with us. So Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So let's, uh, the model how-to. Let's get yeah. with that. Great. Uh, I've been waiting to do this for a long time. So when it comes to peer feedback, the two steps are... Okay. <laughs> yeah. No way. I, I, I just got to say it. Nobody, nobody out there <laughs> was thinking that I'd say two steps, right? Uh, but, but nevertheless, the two steps are number one, state the behavior. 
Just like in the original model, we start by identifying the behavior we've noted. And what do you know? It sounds like when you, <laughs> again, we're not, just because we're talking to a peer or potentially less likely, but also a boss, we don't start with I. We don't say I think or I feel. We start with when you. We'll talk more about behavior in just a little bit. And step two, big surprise here, describe the impact. Just like in the original model, you follow a statement about their behavior with a description of the results of their behavior. And what do you know? Again, it's simple. It sounds just like the original. Here's what happens. Uh, a caveat that I will offer is that you needn't pile on here. Sometimes when you're working with a direct and you're in step three of the four-step feed, direct feedback model, um, direct report feedback model, um, uh, you might want to add a, a couple of additional impacts to give a person uh, a direct some sense of the scope beyond what they see of a particular mistake or, in fact, uh, um, effective behavior they're engaged in. Um, but in this case, you're talking to a peer or a boss, they're going to get it with just one or two impacts. They'll get the picture, so you don't need to pile on. Yeah, I think this is, uh, when dealing with bosses, sometimes subtlety has a, a value associated with it. The the pounding that you might do with a subordinate sometimes isn't exactly yeah. what your boss is looking for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or they might be looking for it, but it wouldn't be the kind of consequences you're expecting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so look, that's it. it. It's just those two, two steps. Now, when you think about it, it's the core of the original model. Again, the core of the original model. We don't ask first. And we don't ask for change afterwards. But in the end, as with all feedback, the fundamental, the core issue around feedback is an action ta is taken and a response occurs. What yes. we're doing, if you've used the original model, you can apply this one right away, right now. Okay. And, and while that's true, I think it's good. L let's flesh out our discussion here a little bit. So it's helpful, I think, for us to share a couple of additional points here. Um, including what to do about potential responses. I, I think that uh, we don't assume this is happening in the abstract or, you know, in a vacuum. So we suspect that there might be a response and we need to, we need to share that. So, yeah. Well, I think this is kind of interesting because this is, this is simply eliminating the step. It's pretty simple, right? It eliminates the step that folks were most uncomfortable with, which was the, what can you do about this step? The last step in the original feedback model. Um, yeah. It, uh, but, you know, I think of this as... Uh, the analogy I have for this is one of, instead of, you know, we talked about the, in their feedback, one of our feedback podcasts, we talked about kind of the, the feedback that you get from the road as you're driving down the road, right? You're continually right. making adjustments. And so you have your hands on the wheel responding to the feedback you're getting. Visually. Small, yeah. Small little it, bits all along the way, not the big wait till the end of the year and then yank it out of the ditch. Exactly. Absolutely. Right? So, there, but there are two pieces of that. There's the the sensory input, the seeing the your seeing. eyes, right? The seeing yeah. part. And then there's the control or coaching aspect of it in our feedback model, which is the behavior modification piece of it. Right. And in this case, when you're giving feedback to peers or your boss, you're simply, you're just providing them sensory input. What you're right. stopping, what you're, uh, what you're avoiding is the controlling aspect. Because, of course, you can't control your peers, nor can you control your boss. Right. But you can give them additional sensory input. Yes. With, 
You're allowing them, you're showing them respect by allowing them to draw a conclusion. The problem with doing that with subordinates is you may end up getting much different behavior. You can't, whereas if you get different behavior with your peers that doesn't help you, 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 you won't improve your results by asking them how they can change. That how you can change is, is, uh, um, is based on the fact that you have influence and um, unless you're talking about a close friend um, that can laugh about that last step, we just find that it's better to, to, to give them the sensory input, as you say, and allow them to draw their own conclusions. Um, but if you allow your subordinates to do that, particularly if, you're, if you have some new folks or folks who aren't as comfortable in some areas, um, you're going to end up getting much less effective behavior than if you rely on peers. Well, um, and of course, you're, you're directly responsible for the behavior of your subordinates yes. where you're not, typically you're not right. responsible for the behavior of your boss. So yeah, exactly. Big right. difference there. Okay, a s- consideration. What are the considerations? Right. Here? Well, let's be clear about something. Um, it's we're we're still talking about behavior. I I, I just want to make this point. This is so important, folks. If you lose the focus on behavior, don't come crying to us about how this peer model doesn't work. Behavior is believable. It's it's observable. But what I found over and over again, Mike, is with peers. I've seen it happen where we, we kind of get relaxed a little bit and we start talking not about behaviors, but about characterizations. In other words, we don't talk about failure to return voicemails. We talk about showing disrespect. We don't talk about fast turnarounds or quick responses. We talk about a service mentality, which, which, you know, these are characterizations rather than actual behaviors. We don't talk about rearranging one schedule which is behavior, or agreeing to a tough compromise, which is behavior. We talk about collaborative spirit, which again is a characterization. You can't do disrespect. You can't do a service mentality, and you can't do a collaborative spirit. When we give feedback, we want to focus on what we want to start or stop or encourage people to do or not do. Again, things the recipient can do, can behave around. And so we find, I find again, when you talk to peers and, and, and bosses as well, there, there's a sense of being a little bit more vague somehow, or I can go ahead and sort of aggregate a bunch of behaviors and describe them, character, characterize them rather than describe them in detail. And, and I think that's dangerous because, you know, you know, I, I can't do poor attitude. And so I, I'll feel like you're characterizing. And when I feel, when people feel like they're being characterized, they don't like it. They don't want you poking around inside their head. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing, and uh, it seems simple, but I'm just going to say it again. Uh, the, things, the things that go without saying sometimes need to be said nonetheless is remember positive. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, and, and I'll be happy to be corrected. Honest, I will. It'd be kind of nice. But we have yet to have, to my recollection, in the 16 months or 15 months that we since we put out the first feedback podcast. Um, we have yet to have a single question from somebody by email, um, by, uh, on, the disc- on the main blog, or on the discussion forums from someone asking how to get a, use a feedback model for peers to give positive feedback. Everybody always wants it to give negative feedback. And that's one of the reasons we've been scared. We wanted people to get really comfortable delivering the model in its full glory in the four steps of it. Um, that's what scares us about this model is you suddenly go to two steps and people think, okay, now, now I got the, you know, now I've got the weapon and all I need to do is pull the trigger. And heck, they made the trigger even easier to pull. 
You know, remember when we ask people to start giving feedback using the four-step model to the directs, we ask them to start giving it with positives or affirming feedback. That's a very good rule here too. The fact is you aren't as good as you think you are, Mr. or Ms. Manager, and if you go around passing out negative feedback to peers and bosses, you'll become even less good than they think you are. Um, look for positives and you will see them every day. And if you see them, share them. The fact is, if you're in a company that's profitable, the vast majority of things that happen within your organization are positive, and yet, for some reason, all you see is the negatives. In fact, I told somebody recently that that uh, management is a bit like whack-a-mole, that game where, <laughs> where the, the, little, the little moles pop up and your, your job in the video arcade is to pound them down with a, with a, a padded mallet. And, and, and you ask somebody after the fact, uh, well, they know how many they knocked down, but you ask them, how many holes were there that moles could pop up out of? They don't even know. All they know is they're looking for the one that's popping up. They're so focused on the thing they're supposed to beat down, that one nail that's sticking up too far. They don't know how many nails or how many moles there are or anything else. They don't see the bigger picture. Um, so the, va the fact is we've been trained to manage by exception when, in fact, the vast majority of things that happen are positive. And if you wanted, you could spend a week giving nothing but positive feedback all day long because of how much good happens in your organization. So start learning this model by focusing on the positives. Now look, we eliminated step one, um, asking if people are open to it because that's we're not going to ask people to change or continue their behavior. So so therefore, we're... we're, we're we're giving them that that sensory input, as you say, but we're not asking for the control after the fact or the influence after the fact. So we're not going to talk about their behavior other than to say, hey, here's something that's happening. I don't know if you're aware of it. And again, we eliminated step four because we haven't the influence here. Think of this, as Mike says, as, as, as sensory input or shared insight versus moving towards some sort of guidance about what to do in the future. Okay, Shared insight, that sounds... That sounds more professional. Let's go with that. Okay. Shared insight. Fine. Sure um, now, look, if it is adjusting feedback, it would be great if they asked us what they could do differently. You know, sure. I mean, you, you give them, you, you say, hey, listen, when you, when you do this, you, you, you know, I don't know if you realize it, but here's what happens. And if they say, hey, well, help me with that, um, uh, our, our recommendations are twofold. It depends on how they respond. If if you if you perceive that their response is really kind of neutral or or maybe even negative, it's best just to say, "Hey, just thought I'd share your call." Or, you know what? I wouldn't presume to suggest your call. Or, you know, think about it maybe. Okay. Um. Or, or no tend to offend here. Just I thought I'd share that. Okay. On the other hand, if you think they're genuinely interested in your help, and look, if, if somebody gives me up here, I mean, Mike, Mike does it, um, uh, it, or if a uh, listener wanted to give me some feedback, um, and and I respond with, please, you know, please help me understand, you know, make a suggestion, um, respond with your call again, reaffirming. This is your call. You don't work for me. I don't. I don't have the ability to 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 imply that I'm encouraging in a certain direction, and then say. So you say your call. One thing that might help is, or something I've thought about, 
or something that has helped me or if you really want to get fancy uh feel felt found you know uh, i i felt the way you feel or i you know i understand how you feel and i felt that way and what i found is this works for me critical factor notice that when i say your call one thing that might help is or your call something i've noticed something i've done that works is there is no but in the statement if you say your call but one thing that works the moment you say but you're eliminating what you said before you're, you're wiping it out so when you say your call but here's what i might do you're essentially saying it's not your call and i really want you to do this one thing leaving the but out means you're making two statements that are essentially equal as opposed to the second one being more powerful the first one is your call and then a suggestion i have is this or something that works for me is this leave the but out even more than the but, leave the judgment out. I mean, I think this yeah, is terribly yeah. difficult for folks to do because there's throwing that but in there. Now you've just judged the person. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, you know, your call. But if you don't do it, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you don't do this, you're an idiot. So yeah, the but really, really is a judgmental word, and I, I never thought of it. But you're right. It's just whammo. Here I'm judging you. Uh, in fact, at that point, it's no longer about feedback, right? It's about judgment. Um, and feedback is not judgment. It's just feedback. Right, and this, I, I love the, the the word shared insight because that's what you're offering your your boss or your peer. You're just offering them some some insight. You're right. not making a judgment as to whether right or wrong or whatever. They might have very good reasons for doing what they did, and they may be willing to live with the negative consequences that you've described. Um, but if you go in there with a, an attitude of judgment, that's going to come across. I, I like I said, we get I, we get really nervous when talking about this because. It's it's hard to me- I mean I'm sorry. It's easy to mess this up. Yeah. It's easy to to walk away from that conversation having done the relationship a great deal of harm. Yes. Yeah. So, but we're talking about it anyway, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um okay, so let's let's let me let me give some examples. And and then we'll share what I think is a real uh, a plus about the, the 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 relationship between the two models. So, it would sound like this. Hey, you know, when you come in late to our joint meetings, uh, it kind of throws things off. Uh, we get behind a little bit. Or, partner, when you pull an all-nighter and brief that well, it sure makes me glad we're working together. Thanks, man. Or, when you tell Ben that he better watch out, it, it scares him and he becomes ineffective. Um, and I wish you'd come to me. Um, or, another one. When when you tell me you'll have it to me and then you don't follow through, I end up up with I end up with egg on my face with the boss. Okay, now I just gave you four examples. Uh, in each one, it was when you, and then something on the lines of here's what happens. Um, uh, but notice the 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 the, the subtle uh, learning here is that the tone of these the relaxed peer-to-peer voice, the lack of confrontation, the sense of offering something as a gift, uh, the, the easiness, the casual of, casualness of it, that's the tone we've always recommended all along for the four-step model as well. So using the peer model can make you even better delivering feedback to your team because that tone that you're going to be more comfortable delivering to your peer 
can easily infect and infuse the work you do with your directs. Now, I notice that some people really struggle with that. When they go to the four-step model, they become somehow a little bit more authoritarian, a little bit more direct, a little bit more strident or stringent, or or the tonal quality is a little deeper, a little bit more direct. Uh, that's probably not the right word. Um, but when you're offering shared insight, it's almost as if you're offering food to somebody. You're holding up a platter. You're offering a platter of food. You're you're holding it up in front of you and say, "Hey, please take a look." You're you're not feeding them. Um, well, you're, so, you're holding up a mirror. You're not hitting them over the head with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to use that because we don't want to suggest that our four step model is hitting them over the head with something. Um, no, not what I'm saying. I'm saying the tone is. Yeah, the tone okay, is all, yeah, yeah. is all about showing them the a reflection in the mirror, not good. hitting them over that breaking it over their head. Right, but if you if you're too direct, I see your point. Yeah, you're exactly right. If you, if you're hitting them over the if you're being too direct with it, then you're hitting them over the head. In fact, what you're doing is asserting your role, and we don't feedback is not about role. It's about changing. It's about behavior. Um, so look, that's it. It, it. Really, this is, pardon my pun, it's the Texas two-step. Um, and it's as simple as, hey, when you do this, here's what happens. And we encourage you to tread lightly with the boss, deliver this with some ease, and let that ease seep over into your four-step model when you're talking about your directs. And hey, partner, when you prepare this well for a show, it makes me glad we're working together. Ditto, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. See you later. Well, that's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. And, and by all means, don't go around and immediately start applying this to giving your boss all sorts of adjusting feedback. It just doesn't work. Until next time, have a great one, and we'll be seeing you on the discussion forums. So long. So long.